0: What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horde, and this is This Is Pro Wrestling. It's a podcast or show just celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest sport of all time. We're talking about professional wrestling. And as always, I am joined by my life partners. Hey, it's Will. Happy New Year. And my ride or die with the red rocket. This is Dr. <sighs>
1: I like that red rocket, man. I that green rocket ain't gonna work, bro. I got to ride that red rocket. (laughs) Oh,
0: so Stinson's red rocket hanging out up there, and uh, we're headed into twenty twenty one, baby. So welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, make sure you make yourself known. Comment in the uh, chat box if you'd like, or don't just ignore it, and uh, just watch, and we'll talk about everything here on the show. Either way. Uh, We want to thank everybody for voting in our survey. You guys uh, all participated and we've got the results. We have our best of 2020 that we'll get to eventually. We'll also get to some previews for what's coming up this week. And uh, we'll also talk a little wrestling news as well. But uh, before we get there, let's see. Uh, Stinson, you doing okay, buddy? Yeah, man. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Appreciate you asking. Uh, yes, Stinson had a loss in the family. Obviously this week's been a tough week in the uh, wrestling world too. And, uh, so just sending our condolences out to everybody and well wishes. This is a, it's a rough one. Uh, 2020's is just ended with a bag, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are, are experiencing loss of, of some sort or another. I mean, it's, uh, uh, in my case, you know, it's, Everything happened very, very fast with an uncle, very beloved uncle, very close to the family, uh, was a <clears throat> um, very good model, a, a model man in our lives. And I, I, I posted on Facebook a, a little bit. I didn't want to make it about me or anything for sure. Um, married for 48 years, uh, just a, a great father, great husband, great grand, uh, you know, a great uh, grandfather to his grandkids. Um very kind just a good man in, in, in a in a t- day and age when those are are few and far between so he'll be missed uh, but our hearts are full too at the same point you know it's like we said the other day about um about kevin green and danny hodge and of course uh, Brody lee at the end of the day we were glad we had the time we had with him. and we had a lot of years with with uncle jack gibson and uh you know and he'll be missed but just happy to have him
0: yeah um of course the wrestling world still reeling from uh Brody Lee's death is probably the hardest hit. And it's had a lot of controversy surrounding it as well. Not for Brody Lee's, but just for another article that went around. But uh before we get there, Will, uh you doing okay? You ready for the new year? You ready to end 2020?
2: <clears throat> you know, uh it's 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 happening whether we want it to or not. So we're we're heading into 2021. <laughs> and, you know, I uh i look at 2020 i mean it was it was a roller coaster man uh you know not just for people personally but for the wrestling world i mean for us as nwa fam it's been a roller coaster and you know i mean a lot of people say and and have the mentality oh that you know new year's just another day um but really you know it can be a lot more because it's a chance to 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 reset your brain it's a chance to reset your your values, your outlook, your perspective, and 2020 certainly brought a lot of negativity, a lot of um, just a lot of crap that you know we wish didn't happen. And uh, so I think that that you know it's a it's a good chance to start with a clean slate. And even for the wrestling world, I mean, yeah, it's been a it's been a painful end of 2020. But you know, as we always say on here, man, I, I'm hopeful that 2021 is going to be. Uh, a great year for the national wrestling Alliance for wrestling as a whole. And uh, you know, I'm ready to get there, man. So let's do it.
1: To th- just to piggyback on that there, will um, just as a sign of hopeful things to come that this year is already starting to be indicative of better things in store for, uh, for us, for the wrestling world, for the national wrestling Alliance. If we uh, turn the, the dial back one year ago from today, what we would have expected would be that on January the 21st, all this would be making his first title defense against Ricky Morton, the first of many to come in the new year. Of course, as it turned out, he was able to get five defenses in. They were all great title defenses, quality defenses against quality opponents. Ricky Morton, uh, Flip Gordon, Nobby Bryant, Mike Bennett, and, of course, Brian Pillman Jr. Well, it took 21 days into 2020 to get that first title defense in. But within 16 days of 2021, Nick Allis will get his first title defense end of the year when he travels to Omaha, Nebraska to take on Jason Strife and defend that 10 pounds of gold. So only two weeks into the new year, the 10 pounds of gold will be defended in the first of hopefully what will be many, many defenses uh, this year. And I know uh, Nick himself is probably uh, more optimistic than than anybody and more hopeful for, for a great year to get out there and defend that 10 pounds of gold and represent the greatest brand in the history of the world you're muted why do I keep doing
0: that I don't know <laughs> I just, uh, you're an amateur I'm it's like every time Rob talks I'm just sitting over here cu- cussing at him and I don't I'm want to hear it and so that's what happens. Well, uh, let's get some of the harder stuff out of the way first, I guess, because definitely we're going to have to reflect on Nick Aldis and the NWA, I'm sure, at some point during this show. We're going to talk about the best of 2020, your favorite moments. We're going to talk about, uh, let's see, what what all was all that survey? It was like all kinds of stuff, like uh, your favorite moments, your wrestler to watch in the new year, uh, and then, of course, your wrestler of the year, the tag team of the year, the match of the year. All of that stuff's going to be coming up. We'd just like to remind you, if you're watching right now and you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. That would be awesome if you did that. We'd love it. And uh, if you're already here and you're subscribed, make sure you hit the like button. All this stuff helps us get in front of more and more people. So if you're a member of our Discord, and if you're not, what are you doing with your life? Because you should be. Uh, The Discord had a lively discussion a little bit last night. We always have lively discussion. We get into it. We get out of it. We we have fun. We post stupid pictures sometimes. Whatever. Uh, So the Brody Lee thing, brought up a lot of thoughts. And I would say one of the best parts to come out of this, if you could say something like that is just to see, we, we kind of talked about this on Wednesday was that his, just his legacy is such that like there were so many wonderful things said about this man. It's like the amount of respect he, he had from his peers, which says a lot about it. You know, we talked about it on Wednesday, not even uh, or, I'm sorry, on Sunday, not even that there were no negative comments, just how many people went out of their way to say good things about mm-hmm. him. You know, that's a that's a whole other level of support for someone, and uh, so that was cool to see. And I and I I hope somebody's like scrapbooking this for his kids or something. You know, like just to, so they can see how how loved he was. And of course, he'll have a tribute show. AEW uh, doing a wonderful thing, putting all things on hold. Uh, Storyline wise, and they're just having a tribute night for Brody Lee tonight, uh, which is very cool. Uh, everything wasn't all sunshine out of that. Is you know, there was the article, and uh, and I'll be the first to admit, I actually was curious what people thought when I saw it because Bruce Mitchell over at the PW Torch he posted an article basically uh, talking about the important questions to ask from Brody Lee's death. And, uh, he, I I won't read the full article, but essentially in it, he goes into how, if it was COVID related, or if it had any connection to COVID whatsoever, then, you know, essentially this could be important to note. Um, I, I, I read, I ended up retweeting the article and, and asking what people thought. A lot of people got upset. A lot of people ended up getting upset. Not with my retweet necessarily, just in general with this article. And, uh, A lot of people, I think, took it as he was insinuating that there was some sort of a cover up in AEW for like what really happened here and that sort of thing. I think Dave Meltzer even dug a little bit deeper into it. And I think he and Bruce are even close, but they uh, he dug into it to find out more detail about the situation. Um, I think part of the hard part with Bruce's article, too, is, is it wasn't actually asking those questions like like he did any digging necessarily. It was a commentary on why these questions would be important. Um, I guess all of that to say that it caused a firestorm, which ended up today to lead to the dismissal, or maybe it was late last night, uh, of Bruce Mitchell from the PW Torch, where he's been for 30-plus years. Uh, Wade Keller uh, issuing a comment uh, on that and uh, saying that this was not run by him. I was listening to his hotline, actually, before we went on here, and he said in 30-plus years he's never had an article posted on his site that wasn't run by him first, that wasn't discussed with him. And, uh, for some reason, this was the first time it happened and it would of course be this article. So he's, he's a little thrown off by the whole thing, but it ended a 30 plus year relationship with Wade Keller and Bruce Mitchell. Anyway, the firestorm occurred and, and that sort of thing, um, on discord, I, you know, somebody mentioned that they were sad and I know I'm like Rob says, I'm filibustering here. um, and I and I said it was sad. I, I said that it was sad to me because, uh, just full disclosure, Bruce Mitchell was an early supporter of this is the NWA and and that sort of thing. He was he was happy to to retweet us and share us, and uh, he he actually came on the show and he was uh, he gave us like a history lesson in uh, studio wrestling right before the launch of NWA Power, and I was lucky enough to. You know, I had met him at, in 2019 at the Crockett Cup and got to hang out with him for a little bit there, and he seemed like a great guy. So, uh, for me, seeing all the backlash on it, it was it was harsh. You know, it was it sucks. You see somebody you, you think you kind of know, and and they're, you know, I wouldn't say we were like close friends or anything. But it was just it was crappy to see that after all this time that this is how this is going down you know and he just he just got kind of adamant about not backing down from this thing and uh wade ended up pulling the article bruce ended up reposting it on greensboro sports.com or something like that and so it's, it's over there on the site and he it ended up he just got so much backlash i think he deactivated his twitter uh this afternoon but uh i was just wondering since I've talked all this time, uh, did you guys have any thoughts during this whole process? I, through this whole thing, I haven't been able to really talk to either one of you. Uh, So I was curious what what you thought. Uh, Will, you wanna go
2: first? Yeah. Gary, Gary doesn't, Gary only talks to us on this show. That's why it's so special. He literally never reaches out to us. Um, it's like, we're not even really friends. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, this, uh, I was just trying to diffuse the, the tension in the air. Um, yeah. But this, uh, this whole situation, man, it's, it's a cluster F and from my perspective and who am I, I'm a wrestling fan who, who, talks about wrestling on a YouTube channel with two of his best friends like I'm not anybody special but you know the reality is this as a fan uh, I had the same reaction that a lot of people had in our discord so you Gary shared that article out and said hey what what, what are your thoughts you know you you weren't supporting it or putting it down or anything it was just you know kind of neutral hey Check this. out. I think
0: I said even because I I I actually didn't like it that much. Like I was like, this is this is a bit much. Sorry to cut you off, Will. But I I said, I think in the tweet I put, you know, respectfully, this feels like too soon. And uh, you know, and I was trying to say that to save face with Bruce because I know he sees the tweets. He followed me, you know, like it was all that. So I didn't want to seem like I was just like kicking him, you know, he's down, but. but I was also wanting to reflect, you know, maybe not the best idea, but anyway, go ahead.
2: Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I read the article when you shared it and um, honestly, my reaction was just like kind of shocked. I, I, my first thought, and you know, you've, you've spent more time talking to, to Bruce Mitchell than, than I have. I've never talked to him. Um, I'm just familiar with his reporting and some of his, his work, but, I was a little bit like flabbergasted cuz I was like why why would he why would he even go there you know what I mean I mean whether or not he's got a point or not I mean it was like 24 hours after everyone found out you know what I mean it wasn't even like it hadn't even sunk in yet it hadn't even you know it still hasn't I mean this is going to take a while to process and it, it's a super uh sad and and very heavy thing and to just kind of immediately swoop in from an angle like that, I was just kind of like eyebrow raised, like what, what's the point, you know, and, and right. it definitely seemed off putting from, from that regard. Um, and, you know, I, I'm like you, Gary, I mean, that's a name that is synonymous with pro wrestling, Bruce Mitchell, cause he's, he's built up clout in the industry and, and he's made a name for himself and he's done some great work. But I think this just goes to show you, I I mean, it's akin not to, I mean, we're talking about 2020 as a whole, so it's probably going to come up at some point, but even throwing back to the speaking out movement, where when you are in a position like he is in, even like we are in, I mean, we're small potatoes compared to him, but when you're in a position where you've got a platform and you've got a voice, you got to be smart. I mean, regardless of the thoughts that you have, regardless of the opinions or the agendas that you have. You're you have a platform and you have a lot of people's ear and you have the ability to sway the way people think about stuff and, and what they focus on. That was absolutely not a time to focus on what he was writing about. It just wasn't. Uh, it may not ever be that time. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about a man who, as we know now, is was an incredible father, uh, an incredible friend, an incredible husband. Uh, leaving a a legacy of all this stuff. And I mean, what really drove it home for me, you know, was the reaction from, from John Huber's wife, Uh, just basically the big F you to him and saying, you know, how, how tasteless and senseless that was in the midst of something going on. Somebody who's got that big of a voice in the industry to use it for that. It was just in poor taste. And, you know, I'm, I don't want to sit here and be like, Oh, He got what he deserved. But at the same time, like, you know, consequences kind of fit the action, if you're asking me, if you're pressing me. Um, Because, I mean, we're talking about a a life here. We're talking about a human being, you know. It's one thing to come on here and critique wrestling like we do. It's one thing to talk about a storyline. It's one thing to talk about this and that. But when you go there with something, you just got to be prepared for this kind of backlash. And uh, he shouldn't be surprised, but he might be.
0: Rob, before I throw over to you, I mean, I just have from, uh, again, I won't read the whole thing here, but John Huber's wife uh, did post on her page and basically just describing the situation of following him, chasing his dream and being there with him and uh, talking about how good life feels with your family. And then basically the last part of our message here, she says, Uh, then suddenly one day that person gets sick. Each day they get sicker and sicker. You know how much they value their privacy, so you ask those helping you to keep it quiet out of respect for them. You watch helplessly as they get worse and worse. COVID test after COVID test after COVID test come back negative. You almost pray for a positive one because it would be some kind of an answer. You never get one. Then suddenly they're gone. You have to try to figure out how to imagine your future now. Then you read a journalist demanding transparency and insinuates that you're hiding something, that it's some type of cover-up, something more sinister, that you aren't serving his memory best by not offering up information you're still trying to process, as if his death was a public health hazard. It wasn't. It was a tragedy. There's no cover-up. There's no conspiracy. There was just a series of unfortunate events that ended in your world being crushed. What kind of position does that put you in when you're trying to grieve and people practically expect you to post medical records because since they were a public figure, they're entitled to all the knowledge of what happened. It wasn't COVID. There's no shame in dying from COVID, but that's not what it was. You have no answers and you're just left there. Can you just effing imagine that? And uh, that's from John Huber's wife, but Rob, go ahead. With yeah.
1: There, there should not have to be a, uh, a dichotomy between, the faithful pursuit of truth and journalism and, and just good, good form, good tact and good taste. You know, that shouldn't be contradictory. I mean, we, she said it perfectly. It, first of all, it's not, there's no shame in, in dying of COVID and, uh, and of wanting privacy. If that were to happen, I mean, we just lost, I lost a very close relative just yesterday. You know, I'm still trying to wrap my ran, I'm not blaming anybody. I mean, we, we coexist in a world now where we're, where vaccines are not, we live in a world where you can get sick. You can contract things, and 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 every day that we live, we're taking some form of calculated risk. And people shouldn't have to be um, criminalized, or 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 shouldn't have to be. Uh, there shouldn't have to be a stigma attached to that if, if that were to be the case. But but you know, in this, she's saying it wasn't COVID. It, who cares? What if it was COVID? It, it doesn't matter. We we are and in a She
0: says that in the message too. Yeah. Rob. she says there's no shame in, yeah, in it right. being COVID. It's just that's not what this was.
1: And even and and if the the I don't I don't have anything against Bruce Mitchell. I don't I don't you know I mean he he's been a pre, you know he's he knows the stuff and he's been at it for a long time and uh, again he's always been nice to us. So uh, I don't have anything in it. But we we've been in a position. <clears throat> And I don't want to come in here and, again, beat around the bush and go down rabbit trails. But we have been fortunate through this platform to develop relationships with a lot of people that we respect and that have knowledge. You know, we built relationships with Thunder Rosa, with Brian Rosa, with Zicky Dice, with Nick Aldis. And in the the pursuit of those relationships, there's a trust that you build. And, And in the process of that, you know, when people feel like they can trust you, they begin to share information with you expecting it to be protected that, Hey, I'm sharing this with you, not as journalists, but as people that I trust. And, and the way you prove that is that you, when it's given to you in confidence, you keep it in confidence, which we've always done that. We've been in a position multiple times to, to put news out, to be the first to get the headline or to get the, to get the scoop. And we've not done it. Why, why would we, why would you put a story out if it does not further the business? And, And that's what I'm trying to scratch my head on. It's like, what interest did this Bruce Mitchell article serve? How did it how did it contribute positively to anything other than to lay suspicion on the family and on AEW when there's no you're looking for devils behind rocks and there's not anything there that you that necessarily has to be there. A man got sick, a good man who proved to be a good father, a great entertainer, a great husband, beloved by his peers, respected by his colleagues, universally respected. Uh, You haven't heard a bad thing said about them. If the worst thing that happened is, hey, the guy got COVID and they wanted to keep it private because they don't want people to draw connect dots and so what? I'm a professional educator. I do that every day. We protect confidence. uh, We protect people's health every day. When people tell us stories, hey, this kid got this particular condition and, and you're privy to that information, we sit on it. It's not my business to tell. And just because Brody Lee was a a superstar doesn't mean that every single aspect of his life belongs to the public. It doesn't. He's a human being and a father. And again, I'm not attacking Bruce Mitchell at all. I'm just saying, look, if it were me, it's not my business to put out there. You know that this is a man who's a who's got a kid that's going to hear this being spoken about, a wife who's who's in pain and desperation. Where is the humanity here? You know, during this and, and what benefit does it serve the wrestling community to to make the insinuation? And that's all that it is. It's just an insinuation. It's just, hey, what if what if is really this? And there's, you know, so, we have been so have we gotten so distrustful and so suspicious of one another during the Trump presidency? And I'm you know, I voted for Donald Trump. I'm not I'm not going to apologize for that. But have we gotten so distrustful during the last four years of each other that we have our
0: viewers dropping all of a sudden?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That we just have to assume, assume that everybody's deceiving each other. Everybody's got some kind of hidden ulterior motive. Why can't you just be a guy that got sick, man? He just got sick. He got sick, and it's tragic. And and and. Tonight, AEW is going to do something beautiful for him. The whole wrestling world, including WWE, has stood up and has and and paid tribute to this wonderful man and his life and his family. And why can't that be enough?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I can only speculate uh, that I, I can tell you this, what I know about listening to Bruce uh, Mitchell for as long as I have. He's a crusader, man. He He's always like on the lookout for uh, – what's the uh what's the word just uh unfairness and cruelty in the world and that sort of thing and uh so he, he i think it got the best of him this time he just assumes i mean we're we're dealing with a different animal with AEW than we are WWE he's been on the forefront of like attacking WWE over like the situation in Saudi Arabia when he thought some injustices were going on there he's been on the cusp of things like racial issues in the WWE that he's found that are uh, you know he, he finds un, un, distasteful I guess and uh, that sort of thing so he's always like looking at that and feels like WWE's covered up many things in the past he's always been trying to dig on those things and so I think it just
2: yeah, yeah I mean we, we have got part. to
0: I'm get yeah. it, by the way I'm no, just no, saying no, no.
1: and again I, admit, I have nothing against the man I, I only glanced through the article just to kind of get an idea I didn't find on my initial read of it, I didn't find it that distasteful until I started seeing like his wife's response to it. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I didn't think of it that way. And and I guess my, my whole thing is like we have got to quit ascribing motives to people that we might have. You know, we dealt with a situation the other morning on social media when we were talking about Nick Aldis's 800 days and one of the comments was made, oh, you're only saying this because he's been nice to you. I'm like, well, maybe he's nice to me because I respect him. Maybe it's the other way around, you know? Maybe you're mean to him because he blocked you. I don't know you. You don't know me. Don't ascribe motives to me that you might have. It's Everything doesn't have to be some sort of motive or some sort of like dark secret, some sort of machination behind closed doors and in dark alleys where all this stuff is so sinister and nefarious. It doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes people are just trying to put a good product out. Sometimes they're just trying to bring wrestling to a, a part of the world that doesn't get it. You know, sometimes they're just, they're just trying to pay tribute to somebody and protect somebody's privacy. I'm not, we got to get out of business of scribing motives to people. That's not sound journalism. If there's not, if there's not meat behind it, you
2: know, Yep.
0: I totally agree. Uh, Will, anything to add before we move on from there?
2: No, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I, I mean, I think we also have to get out of the business of, of, of forgetting that these are human beings. Um, and, and that's part of it. And that's the thing. I, I think, uh, not to give him the benefit of the doubt, but Bruce Mitchell in all of his crusades, uh, I think at the center and at the heart of some of that has been humanity. That's why this one just kind of floored me. Cause I was like, man, you're just totally ignoring the humanity of his wife, his children, any backlash they might face because of your words. Like it's one thing to go and try to, to help people and try to uncover something, but it's another thing to just completely speculate unfounded and, and say, well, what if when you've got a grieving wife and family and an entire multiple wrestling promotion locker rooms that are grieving and fans that are still processing and, 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 and going through all this. It just, there's a difference and, and tact is knowing that difference and it just seems like he had a lapse of judgment and doesn't excuse it. And again, I mean, I think punishment fit the crime in this case, as much as I hate to say that Uh, and as much as I'm, you know, not for cancel culture or whatever, but I mean, you know, th- there's gotta be standards set. Well, there's
0: stuff. a whole other level to it. You know, when you hear too, even from Wade Keller that he this article was posted without going through the normal process of what they require on their site and that sort of thing. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm sure had it been less of an impactful article, it probably would have been forgiven this time. <laughs> but you know, and uh but there's there's also no attempt, it seems like on Bruce Mitchell's part to apologize for it or take the L and admit that you messed up or anything. So that's not helping either. So you know that, it's unfortunate. That's what I wish
1: would happen, Gary. I wish I wish he would because I don't think really if you read the article without the hindsight or, or the context of getting the wife's response and and, and hearing the social media backlash. At no point did he ever insult Brody Lee or, or at no point was he disparaging towards him or anything like that. I don't think that he was trying again. I'm not, I don't trying to ascribe motives to him either, but since, since the, you know, when it comes to something like this, the fans can't be wrong. You know what I mean? The the fans are, you, you can't be wrong when it comes to an outpouring of support and love and, and like uh, like Will is saying, don't forget the human aspect. I think it would go a lot way like Kerouac is saying right there. If he simply said, look, I was trying to just put out something in the interest of safety. I didn't mean to insult him. I apologize. I want to retract it and it won't happen again. If he did something like that, that would go a long way towards being diplomatic. And I'm not saying everybody's going to buy it all at once. It takes time. But you'll find that people are very, very forgiving. They're very forgiving. You know, generally speaking, people usually have a way to, to rebound back and and to make their way back. Even in, you know, we should have learned that from speaking out where people who were, you know, who were called out, have done their penance and have made their way back into the weird circle. And, and you did your time. And that doesn't mean that you can't that you're now castigated forever. But show some compassion and show some sensitivity. I think. You know, it would go a long way if you were to say, look, I spoke out of turn here. I didn't go through the pro- uh, proper process. I was trying to to jump on this in the interest of public safety. That that would sound a lot better than to just ignore it and just dig in and say, you know what? This is the hill I'm going to die on, you know, and and that's it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it sucks, too, because it's it, I mean, it's AEW and they have not thus far. They have not earned any reason to doubt them as far as their uh, intention? Um, I, I don't think um, they've been pretty clear. Um, you know, I, I think even on, on Dave Meltzer's show, he was talking about speaking to Tony Khan shortly after Dave Meltzer's, or, or I'm sorry, after uh, John Huber's death, and uh, and you know, he was. They were talking about what would happen on AEW, and then like he said literally that that conversation happened at like 10 p.m. and he said the next morning at like 5 a.m. Tony Khan had messaged him. This is Dave Meltzer saying this that he's like he messaged me and he's like I've just been up all night. I just rewrote everything. And we're just doing a tribute show. And that's that's what we're doing. He's like screw the storyline. Let's just let's do something for him. And uh so he you know it's clear that these people cared. He was part of the family there. And, uh, this is, this is different than, you know, it's, it, I get it. WWE's done some shady stuff in the past, but I don't think that you, know, you have to treat these as two different entities. And, uh, I mean, even in the case that it was WWE, maybe still too soon on all of that stuff. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on from the, uh, heavy stuff and talk about some other things. Uh, do you guys want to hear what impact voted for their stuff of the year real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, news: X Division Star of the Year was Ace Austin. Tag Team of the Year was the North. Knockout of the Year and Wrestler of the Year was Diana Perasso. There it is. Yeah. And uh, finishing move of the year was the Good Brothers Magic Killer. And uh, one to watch in 2021 was Chris Bay. And the moment of the year was the Motor City Machine Guns uh, making their return. Um, at Slammiversary, and uh, anyway, do they Robbie, give,
1: uh, do they give totals there like who finished runner up or anything like that?
0: Because I'd be like, you know, they don't. Uh, you know what? Actually, I didn't read this all the way through. It says, Moment of the year, the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris David, Eric Young, and EC3 return, and the Good Brothers and the former Heath Slater debut at Slammiversary.
2: So it's like, I guess, oh, Slammiversary. Like, yeah. <laughs> Moment of the year, our entire main pay-per-view. <laughs> right. <Yeah.
0: laughs> uh, let's see here. So they're still building up for Hard to Kill, if you guys aren't familiar with that. They've announced Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers will be on Impact next week. Uh, so maybe we we might finally get Kenny Omega standing in the Impact Zone. Uh, all the images that we hoped that they'd get for themselves. And uh, they'll be going on to face Rich Swann and the Motor City Machine Guns at Hard to Kill on Saturday, January 16th on pay-per-view. So we'll be looking for that one. MLW's coming up. Uh, hopefully you stay with us, but we understand if you got to go over to MLW, it's going to be their uh, last show. I, I didn't see any matches announced officially for this one, and maybe I missed them. But uh, they're building up to January the 6th, Kings of the Coliseum or Kings of Coliseum. And they're available. Will loves it. YouTube, Fubo, Pluto, Bid, Design,
2: Design, <laughs> YouTube, Design. We're talking. We're talking YouTube. We're talking Pluto. We're talking Jupiter. We're talking Dayzane. Uh, we're talking Uranus.
1: twenty four seven. You
2: can watch it right now. You can it's go twenty four seven. It's it right on. Now. I got it on right now. I can tell you who wins.
0: It's we. YouTube's got future abilities. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I have tried to recap. I've been trying to catch keep up with impact, but unfortunately the first week I watched was Kenny Omega showing up. And then it was like, it's been recap shows. So anyway. Yeah, it's disappointing. So what's up everybody in the chat. Thanks for joining us. We're over the heavy stuff. We're going to talk about wrestling news and fun stuff from here. Also eventually leading into our 2020 awards that you voted on. You you right there. You. I voted. I voted. You move re- over. It's the guy behind you. Yeah. That guy. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh Caleb saying MLW should be good tonight. I'm sure Tom Lawler will have to address or have an address after winning the opera cup, and hammerstone will be there. Uh hammerstone. <laughs> that's that's contractually I'm required to do that every time yeah. his name's mentioned. Um
2: all right. So, supposed to be all caps, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why all caps. Uh Hulk Hogan's been making the rounds cuz Raw let's Legends see. night's coming up. So, I don't know if you've seen uh, good old Hulkster. He's out there. Uh, he he teased even the other day. Uh, let's see here. Uh he did a press conference and said, "The fans should tune in because you never know what to expect." I'm sorry, hold on. <clears throat> Well, you know sucker brother, fans should tune in because you never know what to expect, dude. I don't even know what to expect, brother. I'm going to just be there, and I'm going to have a great time reminisce with friends, but when you're talking about having Ric Flair and Kurt Angle there, the big show, Carlito, anything is possible. Carlito. Yeah, I know. That was a weird name for him to say. I never even thought I'd hear Hulk Hogan say Carlito, but we just yeah. did right now. Uh, and this so is good. my favorite quote from this article, Dude, we might even in, end up in the ring, brother. We might take over the whole show on any given night, and I don't think that's going to happen. But I, mean, I, I hope <laughs> that is not going to happen.
2: Yeah, I hope it doesn't. I don't want. I I just I want to remember those guys the way I remember them all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, they. Such, uh, well, well, that was such a good, a good, good impersonation there, Gary. Such what, a, a relation is that <laughs> <laughs> what's that? That's your cue to go into uh, Oh uh, Elmer Fun. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sh- oh uh, <laughs>
2: be really, very really quiet.
1: I'm all the wabbits. <laughs> uh, that wasn't what I was going for. I don't know. Proceed, proceed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, anyway, he also had <laughs> some kind of uh, Kevin Owens. He said he had been at the NXT brand. They were asking about the future. And he said, I was really into the NXT thing. And I had never, the whole time watching it, didn't see any one guy that really grinded and just thumped and thumped and stayed on it. It was just vicious. And knew when to back off and when to beg off and knew all the Pat Patterson tricks. But he said, then I saw Kevin Owens. And I thought, wow, now that's the guy. That's the guy. He could be the next one if he's given the opportunity. He also went on to point out Matt Riddle as another fan that stars should watch out for. He said, right now there's another guy that's stumbling into that situation, you know, acting like he doesn't know what's going on, but he's smart as hell. That's Matt Riddle.
2: Yeah. I can imagine how that, I can imagine how that went. He was probably talking about Kevin Owens and then his little earpiece that directly connects to Vince lit up. And he was like, Oh, what's that Vince? Oh yes. And Matt Riddle. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) He's cool too. Yeah, he, uh, he did
0: talk a little bit about uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. He says he's a little biased, though, he feels like, when he talks about those guys. Uh, he says, uh, Roman's father, Sika, and his partner, Alpha, they pretty put much put me on track when I was lost. My first run at WWE, I left Florida. We met up and drove to the first TV, and we were up there. They had me in the business quite a while, so they groomed me, and they helped me and kept me from making too many mistakes. Um So he said, I've got so much respect for the Samoan dynasty and understand how it peaked with the rock. I see Roman Reigns taking it to a whole other level now. He's solid, consistent. He's got the look. There's no holes in his work. He's spot on. Uh, And uh, yeah, then he just talks about Drew McIntyre. Just uh, got the look of the tiger, the eye of the tiger and the body of a god, he says. Uh, He he talks about both those guys being uh, hot stuff. He did uh, get voted uh, on some poll. India Today (laughs) apparently voted him the uh, greatest Hall of Famer of all time. But he said while he was flattered with that, uh, he says, "I, I gracefully accept and acknowledge that compliment because it means so much, especially coming from my peers to say that the guy who is my hero, who I think is the greatest wrestler of all time, though, that's Ric Flair. And so I appreciate the comment, but I have a different opinion about who's the best wrestler, the greatest. It's always Flair. It's in his blood. He laid the groundwork. He raised the bar that no one has ever been able to follow as far as work ethic. So big words for Ric Flair from Hulk Hogan. So, yeah. But bet that wouldn't have
1: happened in the '80s.
2: And, but and Matt Riddle and Matt. Ric Flair and Matt. You know, I will tell you,
1: Flair. Flair on many occasions has returned that favor, although you know Flair's always been jealous to. to to guard the fact that he's been the greatest in ring worker, and you can debate that. People will say uh, Bret Hart and Kurt Angle and some others. He will always tell you that Hogan is the is the greatest promoter of the business ever, and he's always had here in these latter years has had very kind and gracious words. It's good to see the two, you know, giving props to each other though. It really is because you're right. Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, it wouldn't happen.
0: Well, Willie Bowen is in the chat asking about how. We, how about we talk the 500th episode of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood? Ten years, David Marquez celebrates at uh, over at UWN uh, CWFH, whatever you want to call it. And I actually, um, if Willie, if you check out the podcast or on this channel, you can find the fast count, uh, which I did for the 1228 episode, and it has. Uh, what happened? <laughs> Sorry, uh, my computer just went haywire. It has um the Ring of Honor show, the CWFH show, and Monday Night Raw all in one episode, and in wow. thirty minutes, covered them all, talking about every single one of them. But uh, That's impressive. Hey, thanks, and uh, oh man, if you missed Ring of Honor or CWFH, I can recommend CWFH this. Uh this time around they were really good. Hold on, I guess. That's awesome. professionalism. Uh <laughs> Just for Willie Bowen I will say that uh the the main things that happened, they uh there was a Jordan Clearwater defended the Heritage title against Beef Candy's Richie Slade and lost the Heritage championship to Richie Slade which blew my freaking mind. Wow. Uh, But uh, after some interference, he ended up uh, losing the title. I I hate that because I like Jordan Clearwater a lot. Uh, So Richie Slade is the new Hollywood Heritage Champion. Uh, Dan Joseph uh, fought Levi Shapiro for the TV title, but then it became a handicap match, and it was just too much for Dan Joseph to handle. And uh, CeCe Chanel and Ruby Rays took on... Heather Monroe and her manager, Halston Body, and Heather Monroe and Austin Body ended up getting the win. That's what happened on CWFH. But all, all fun matches, by the way. It was this good show. But by far, as always, my favorite show this week has been Ring of Honor. And uh it's just a, a fantastic show. If you guys haven't watched it, I swear, watch Ring of Honor. It's on Fight TV. This week's episode is a little looser than normal, but it's it's funner than hell, is what it is. <laughs> And, uh, it's just uh, They got a, the, the Young Lions or not the Young Lions That's New Japan ROH Dojo guys There's a tag team match At the beginning If you like solid tag team action Well Then you would like this These two new guy Or four new guys Tag teaming They do the great contextual Building of the feud Or not feud But just talking about them There it is The gift from Rob Stinson
2: um, I, it is a, it, I always keep it Within arm's reach Rob Wherever I go that and this at beautiful- all
1: times, man. At church.
2: That and this beautiful to- Christmas card here didn't have any money in it. I was, I just, I opened, I was like, but oh. right. I got a nice yeah. little card from yeah. Yeah. The money's not in there. Oh, you gotta
1: check Natalia. You gotta check with Natalia about that, man.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> she did it. She did it. over
1: there, bro. <laughs> 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 Rob, I know. Will Will hasn't had a chance to watch any wrestle. Rob, did you watch Ring of Honor yet? this week no man i i had this it last two days has been really really tough at the stinson house man yeah. and we I, there there were opportunities that i i'd hope to seize upon but we've just been tired and worn out just it's been an emotional roller coaster but i wanted to get some today but uh uh it, it just didn't pan out that way man i, I, I but i will you, yeah i i was able to kind of get uh I, I wanted to get on social media today and see uh Check in on my girls, Lindsay Snow and Maddie Rinkowski, Jasmine Allure and, and Burt Vixen and see uh, see highlights from their awesome showing last night at, at dark because uh, they're doing such awesome work there and, and getting some good exposure. But I have not watched anything in in its entirety in in about three or four days. So I hear you, buddy. And
0: no, I mean, that's the way. Life goes sometimes, and uh, that's why that's why the fast count exists. If you ever want to catch up on some of it, but I will say, Ring of Honor still worth it. The main event is of uh, the uh, it, it's called a Christmas surprise ten man tag team match. If you like the Briscoes, uh, they were named the captains of their own teams, and they're wrestling for a Christmas bonus. And so the show is just basically besides that one match it's jay and mark briscoe going in and opening presents under the tree and they pull out a name is what's in the presents, and that's who that's who's on their team and uh so very very cool it's uh they they end up just having a 10-man tag team match at the very end and it's just fun it's just you know it's not it's not for many stakes except their christmas bonus i guess uh but the uh just, just cool. And instead of stats, Rob, uh, as they walk down, they show, uh, what their Christmas list is. And, uh,
1: that's critical or no That's critical information.
0: It's this fun stuff. Like Jay Briscoe yeah. wanted weed eater string, a refill for <laughs> his propane tank, and new socks and drawers. So, so that's, <laughs> that, was, that was his Christmas list. Uh, yeah, Flip Gordon wanted stuff like a Christmas bonus, a world title shot, and a typewriter. Uh, the bouncers, the uh, yeah, Brian Malonis, wanted a beer, red Wide, a date with session moth Martina, a tag title shot, milk and cookies. Uh, PCOS was my favorite. It is optimum power jumper cables, extreme power car battery. Funerary stone, new casket, gallon of gas, matches, a round shovel, 60 inch wide black suit jacket with no left sleeve and a brand new hearse. That is uh, <laughs> PCO
2: stuff. Oddly specific.
0: Yeah. Mark Briscoe wanted a jetpack, a 50 caliber rifle, invisibility cloak, new underwear and socks, and a monkey. So both Briscoe's want socks and underwear if you guys are still shopping. And uh I also like that one of his partners was the Beer City Bruiser, whose Christmas list was beer, 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 cigars, more beer, and a monkey. So I I don't know if these guys got together beforehand, but there were two people there that were looking for a monkey for Christmas.
1: It would have been weird if they'd start like asking for uh, trips to North Carolina. That would have been weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs)
0: Uh uh the my other favorite one from there was hot sauce Tracy Williams, who's in this uh matchup. And he says uh his Christmas order honor to be restored to ROH, a lifetime supply of black wrist tape, and then laser eyes. And then he goes on down the list to specify that that means surgery to make my eye shoot lasers. <laughs>
2: Laser surgery.
1: <laughs> he also gets. Uh, he also gets my vote for best ring uh, nickname <laughs> of the year. Hot <laughs> sauce boy. That's what I'd be. boy if I, uh, I'd be hot sauce Robbie Rude. Man, <laughs> hot sauce Robbie.
0: Rude. <laughs> Robbie Rude's jealous. Oh man, I like that with hot sauce. <laughs> Lindsay Snow is great. Caleb Harvey, I totally agree. She lost to Penelope Ford on dark and that would be my biggest complaint is i'm tired of seeing people lose on dark that i like
1: Uh, (laughs) especially especially a lindsey snow it's time look guys she 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 don't need you know she's not you know she's not enhancement talent lindsey snow won blood sport she's legit she's got the look she's got all the tools it's time to push this woman and get her into those positions this is the girl who took thunder rosa to her absolute limit not once but twice you know it's it's time it's time to recognize the greatness that Lindsay Snow is. I'm just telling you. And there's several more Mission Pro alumni that are just like her. So let's Let me and tell have you what they on turn there. it, Melo L.P. Ford, and these others, and, and give these girls the push they deserve. I'm telling you, these girls are turning it up on AEW Dark. I am telling you, man.
0: Uh, if you get a chance to watch Dark this week, uh, Maddie Rinkowski takes on Leva Bates. Maddie Rinkowski is murdering it i i shot her a message today to say man i just got to tell you you are freaking killing it on aew dark it's ridiculous um just because i'm like i am sure she's hearing it everywhere but if she needs encouragement my god maddie Rinkowski is is just destroying but burt Dixon's match is really good this week too uh against uh anna jay i believe yes or or is it Anna J? Yeah, I think it's Anna uh, J. It's,
1: it's, uh, no, it's not not, Anna J. Yeah, it's, uh, Anna J accompanied her to the ring. She had the move of the night. Now, Maddie had the entrance of the night, but Anna J and Burt Vixen and Lindsay Snow are tied for the move of the night. That slide she did into the corner. Oh, yeah. went, was thinking, no, that, <laughs> that was freaking dope, boy. That was fire. You're right.
0: That's the best way I could uh, say to describe it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> vert like nailed that that's a i mean that's what i'm saying they're turning it up on dark these girls are ready to get signed they're like showing out if you follow mission pro wrestling if you don't follow mission pro wrestling you're missing out title match network gotta get on that catch up on hell Half no fury mm-hmm. and uh what was the next one uh
1: next. talking about a, Oh, a tournament out of hill turn it out of
0: hell and then run it back. Yeah. Run it
1: back and then wishes granted coming up. Wishes granted yeah. which will the 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 podcast will be represented there. I know my man Ryan Romano is going to be there too. So um that's coming up February the 6th, I think it is. Help me out Ryan. I think it's February 6th. Um and we're going to get to see all kind of stuff there. You're going to see Holla Dead and Genocide finally Lockhorns. You're going to oh, see and Sienna, Allison K in the steel cage. You're going to see Shaw Guerrero versus my girl, Rachel Rose. And there was a freaking fire promo that just dropped that bomb like a <laughs> 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 yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Dude, it's a,
0: it's so good. And you will never look. And what I love too, is you don't see like support like that from a wrestling promotion, like mission pro just as proud as they are. Those girls getting on AEW dark and just, uh, backing them up and promoting them on another show you know just it's cool to see just like support of the talent uh, as opposed to you know being selfish about it and that sort of thing um but yeah really really good uh also dark if you missed it there's a great waiting room segment with matt seidel um there's a uh <laughs> poor Teddy <Danny> limelight <laughs> it was uh or she's like uh She's talking about, you know, they, they make fun of him slipping off the top rope. But then he's just like, yeah, but I bounced back. I've started winning matches. And uh, he, like, starts naming who uh, who he's beat. And uh, she, I forget, he's, like, names the first person. And Britt Baker's just like, yeah, I don't know who that is. And he's like, and "Then I beat Danny Limelight? And she's like, that's not a real person. And then She's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he just kept naming him. She's like, no, no, I don't think that's a wrestler. <laughs>
1: but uh anyway oh, it's really good Britt
2: baker Britt baker is she's awesome
1: she's priceless <laughs> man brit baker's yeah. priceless she's like so like cringe where she's the girl that you just love to hate man i love they, her man and it, they, just,
2: her. They, they really they really needed that on aew I, you didn't realize they needed that until they had it and you were like oh this is this is what was missing uh, uh, somebody like this, the sarcasm and the the snarkiness and just that kind of of heel female, it's just added so much, so much.
0: It has and it, as obnoxious as Rebel is in the background, just laughing at everything she's <laughs> La- celebrating, <laughs> everything she does. It's uh, it's fun. That's uh, that's part of the business, man. That's that's good stuff. But yeah, there's some there's some great matches on Dark this week. Can't recommend that enough as well. Um. Uh, and uh, Ryan Romano, of course, pointing out how sweet will it be seeing La Merimera beat the holy heck out of Britt Baker. Yeah,
1: it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I promise you. Caleb Harvey
0: wants the dynamite or waiting room on dynamite, and yeah, that's that's Should another be. thing that's got to be coming. Uh, I mean, it's it's I don't know.
2: Except it's part of what makes Dart must watch for me. I mean, I you know, it's yeah. it's one of the things I look forward to every week on Dart.
0: Props to Rock says That was that was the other name I couldn't think of. She's like, I beat Christopher Daniel. She said, everybody beats Christopher Daniel.
2: (laughs) Oh man, savage.
0: Yeah, but anyway, all right. Let's see what else do we have news-wise before we go on into. Hell, screw it. I don't know. Are you guys ready to talk about some of the best of 2020? I think it's time.
1: Yeah. yeah, man, let's do it.
0: You guys voted. We listened. You took the Survey Monkey poll. We're going strictly off of that. And uh, we're going to jump right into that right after I tell you to make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel because we need you to, because we want to hit 1,000 people. Then the channel gets monetized, get paid for ad revenue, and we can probably start paying Rob back for his PayPal account being hooked to everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you subscribe Share <laughs> with your friends tell them about it we want to build a great wrestling community that uh, you know is positive and it's uh you know that sort of thing thanks for joining us front row better late than never I guess um,
2: anyway <laughs> we're glad you're here we are glad you're here.
0: All right. No more wasted time. We're jumping into the survey. Do I just start at the top with the big bang? Like, who is the 2020 Wrestler of the Year? Is no, that right? That's, no, no, that's last yeah. one, bro. Okay, 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 okay.
2: Um, You've okay. never watched an award show before? So you, you guys vote. Crazy. What do you
0: want to hear first? You want to hear favorite moments from 2020? You want to hear superstars to watch from 2020? Tag Team of the Year, Match of the Year, or Superstar of the Year?
1: I want to go let's go in reverse order of the uh of the survey. Okay,
0: the last part of the survey was favorite moments. And okay. so it's just responses to that. I'll try not to get any duplicates duplicates here. Uh like someone put Nick Aldis
1: title defense. That wasn't me. That I'll tell you what I put. <laughs> no, no, you no, put, it, it you put Nick
2: Aldis's five title defenses.
1: Yeah. It, it could very well have been. I mean there, that that was important, but I put favorite moment of the year for me. I put um, just and I'm sure you're going to read through them here, but just what just so I can put it out there. I I was torn between two. One, I was going to put, and I did not put this, but I wanted to put seeing the Mission Pro women show up on dark in mass. I wanted to put that, but what I finally settled on because I thought this represented Mission Pro as well was Lindsay, Lindsay Snow, Snow winning,
0: Bloodsport. winning
1: Bloodsport. That's what I, I put. saw
0: that here in the list, and I was like, that's Rob, yeah. Lindsay yeah. Snow winning Bloodsport.
1: Against
2: against Allison K now against Allison K so let's let's play this let's play this game Gary which one do you think is mine Um, I'm gonna say gonna be a tag match
0: (laughs) is it this one that says. COVID killed wrestling. It really suffered. and has been exposed as a stage play without the crowd. It misses a lot. That being said, probably seeing NWA people in AEW.
2: No, that was not me.
0: <laughs> that is definitely one of them.
2: I am not that long winded.
0: Uh, I'm going to guess, Will, that yours is, well, here's the thing. I'm going to say Thunder Rosa showing up on AEW to challenge Shikara
1: Shida. Mm-mm. That was a good one. That was a good one.
0: That is, and that was our you're third up, place. Up. That was our you're third up. place winner. You're for, overthinking it.
2: Just read the that, list and then think about what you know about me. Well, I
0: think what you said was our second place winner. Uh, okay. Yeah. What? Let's see. Hold on. I'm gonna count it real quick. What Literally tied. So there's a tie. A Tidewood here. So uh, tell me what happened on March the 12th, because that's one of these, and that's throwing me off. March 12th
2: is <laughs> <laughs> what somebody said. Rob's probably got it in his notes somewhere. March 12th, hold on. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day Massacre
1: at MLW. <laughs>
0: Front row's favorite moment was seeing Stinson bend the knee to Rachel Rose.
1: <laughs> that was a good one. I was up there. It's up there for me, too. Oh,
0: right. Ryan Romano says, that's mine. COVID killed. <laughs> that, that was you, Ryan? You said COVID killed wrestling? And uh, it was the NWA?
2: Or you might be talking about the other one that you thought was mine.
0: Oh, Roxas says, uh MLW is not on. So if you were tuning into MLW, go go tweet it out. Tell everybody to come over here and hang out with us. <clears throat> Uh Neil, welcome. All right. So let's see. Rob's looking up. Oh. I thought I was a March joke.
1: 12th. March twelfth.
0: March twelfth, 2020 <laughs> Was it a joke? Ah uh,
1: let's see. Uh... oh, Finn Balor versus Alexander Wolf. Huh, of course.
0: <laughs> All right. St- there you go. What a moment. Uh, Ryan's was Thunder Rosa showing up to challenge Sheeta. Yeah. 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 All right. That makes that a sense. Moment. Hey,
1: hey, Ryan, good moment. That's definitely – yeah, that's up there too. I mean, there's so many in mine. It's like – yeah, I don't, it's hard to pick just one. I like seeing – I like seeing – uh Lindsay Snow against um, you know Allison K in a in a non traditional wrestling environment and one that got like some mainstream, uh, not mainstream but but uh, outside the normal NWA and Mission Pro audience of you know eyes on it. So I thought that was really cool. But yeah, for Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa showing up and then we all made our AEW debuts that week I think too when with her little vignette. So yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, uh,
0: do you have any guesses, the both of you, on what the the tie for the number one – there's a tie, so there's two answers here. Number one best moment of 2020 was. Is
1: one of them so, Will's guess?
0: Probably. I don't know what Will's guess was for certain, but
1: – Number one moment of 2021? Or I'll give you a here
0: definitely Roscoe. Which is Brent McKenzie confronts James Beard and is run off by Tim Storm and SWE Fury. That's that's hundred percent got to be Roscoe. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, there every other answer is one of these. Literally, I just counted them all, and there's like twenty. All of this, one of these two things.
2: Well, let's get to it.
0: You ready? Well, what do you yep. what did you, you pick? Will as your favorite moment of twenty
2: twenty? Mine was Sting returning. To, to TNT to AEW. That's
0: it. That is one of the number one favorite moments of 2020. Is Sting's and, and let return me, in the ring.
2: And let me and let me justify that. Not that I need to, since a lot of other people agreed with me, but. You know, For a lifelong wrestling fan like myself, that was one of those moments that you live for as a wrestling fan, to see someone like that that you have nothing but respect for, and and to see it done in a way not like WWE does it, where they just show up and cut a promo and drink some beers in the middle of the ring like Stone Cold does, and they promote it for a month beforehand. It was a complete shock how it should be in wrestling. Uh, nothing leaked out, nothing, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff you live for. And then just hearing Shivani having making the call and just, man, it just took me back. I mean, you can't beat a nostalgic moment like that in pro wrestling. So that's why that, I mean, I didn't even have to think about it. I just typed it out. I'm like, that's it.
0: Good point. And, yep. uh, Rob, any guesses on what the tie with that was?
1: Gosh, man, uh, would be –
0: <clears throat> it was a similar scenario. I can give you that edge returning. That is correct. The other favorite moment of 2020, as voted on by our people, was Edge returning to <sighs> WWE. Edge. Yeah, Steam I, I, Edge
2: WrestleMania Double or Nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching something the other day with just like some some uh, just a. Uh, just a just a big buff, like bald guy, just uh, sitting up in the stands, and they were watching the day that 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 uh, Edge returned, and somebody had filmed him watching the return, and he had posted it. It was just the other day I saw it, and he just starts like bawling. And edge returning and he's just ah, just like freaking out. It's just funny to see like some big tough guy just like freaking out over Edge's return. And, and that uh, man
2: was Gary Horn. That's right. <laughs> it's
1: amazing uh-huh. though, when you when you listen to the listen to all these different options that people threw out and You think as horrible a year as twenty twenty has been. How amazing is it to be a human being and to enjoy pro wrestling? All these great events that happened this year, in spite of twenty twenty, from Thunder Rosa showing up in AEW to Uh, You know, Nick Aldis said the Mike Bennett 10 pounds of gold thing that we got to be part of was awesome to uh, Lindsay Snow and her amazing work this year to the Mission Pro women showing up to Kenny Omega turning heel and winning the belt and becoming, you know, one of the one of the coolest guys, um, you know, to Sting, to Edge, to Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I mean, we had no shortage of great moments this year. I mean, really, really what a what a a year that does not need to be repeated, but also in a lot of ways, one of the great years too, you know, when you think about what, what was accomplished and what, what happened and what we got to experience in spite of everything, man. What what a great country.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's on that list, but, but it just jogged my memory, Rob, saying it, but, you know, the the Roman Reigns heel turn as well. I mean, that would stick out to me, the The moment where, you know, he's sitting there and, and Adam Pierce is having him, uh, Sign the contract and it pans out and you see Paul Heyman. I mean, that was, that was a cool moment, man. That was a memorable yeah. moment. That's one that when you look back on the career of Roman Reigns and when they make, you know, his, his hall of fame induction vignette, and when they make his, you know, documentary 10 years from now on, on the WWE network, that's going to be a key moment in that documentary, you know?
1: Yeah. And then the, the undertaker retirement, we were sitting here doing a, a, a quote unquote watch along and we were all in silence, just sitting here mm-hmm. all alive, just sitting here just taken by the emotion of the moment. What a great moment that we, you know, I'm, again, it's been a terrible year, but I'm thankful we were here for it, you know, yep. to experience some of this stuff. I got to hang out with Ryan Romano, man. We shut the bar down in Buda, Texas. Don't lie about it, Ryan. You know what I'm <laughs> talking <you>, about, <baby?
0: laughs> Man, I heard Ryan Romano get wild out there. Oh boy! I can't see. I, I part of her, me I'm looking like, around, uh,
1: look, uh, look around. I was like, "Where are Tanya?" And I look over there. Tanya and Ryan's at the bar. I'm like, huh, "What?" She's like, "Oh, no, you got to go ahead, bend, your knee. bend your knee. I'm out here hanging with with, with Double R, or Ryan Romano. That's what we call him. His buddies call him Double R. So.
0: Oh, okay. Double R. Yeah, I I I've thought about coming to one of the Mission Pro shows, but Rob was just like, man. You go be out all night if Ryan's there, so don't don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just he's he's crazy. Uh, let's do this one. Who is the superstar to watch? Like who's a you know like this is not the superstar of the year, but like the who's on the come up, who's the, the person coming out of twenty twenty with the most
1: steam? Like they're just on fire. See, I the, the the this question, man. You missed it. I misunderstood the question when I read that. I didn't read it as like who's going to be the breakout star. twenty. 20- I read it like who whose year is 2021 going to be? I didn't read it so so when you well, phrase it that way, like that completely changes. My
0: I don't feel like that should change it. Like, I feel like that's kind of well, what I'm saying. I'm thinking
1: like, I, don't look at, I don't look at Kenny Omega or Nick Aldis as breakout stars, but I think 2021 is going to be their year and and Thunder Rosa. If you're if you're thinking like who is going to be the one that's going to finally so which one of those did you pick Nick Aldis? I I picked Aldis because okay. I thought coming off of the five. Let's see Nick Aldis here. <laughs> What's that now?
0: I saw Nick Aldis here, but that wasn't my pick for what you picked.
1: Well, my if if the, the way you framed it, if it was going to be, hey, who is going to in 2021? Who's going to be? household name, who's going to have the biggest breakout, bust out, awesomest year of anybody, I would have said Chris Dickinson, the Dirty Daddy. You know, sadly, I don't think he's on this list.
0: And you know what else? I mean, if we had to pick a winner, like who got the most mentions here, it would be, maybe I just worded this weirdly, because it would either be Drew McIntyre or Thunder Rosa. And so those are the people that got mentioned the most, it appears. So,
1: so like that that would be like who is t- 2021 is going to be their year. And I could totally see that for Drew or Thunder Roaster or Aldis. But then if you're saying like who is going to be like 20, this is the year that they're really coming out and going to be big time. They're going to reach that pinnacle of superstardom. I would say, you know, it's going to be the Dirty Daddy.
0: Yeah. And I, and if I had more time, I, truth be told, I did this last minute and you know, I was just trying to throw something <laughs> together because I wanted people involved in it. I wanted our our listeners and our people who view the show and hang out in the chat, the community to be a part of this. So I wanted to get their opinions. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's literally one here that says Thunder Rosa only going to get better barring something catastrophic. Uh, you know, so there's Thunder Rosa's mentioned multiple times. I mean, Roman Reigns is mentioned in here as well. Now, what I was intending is maybe somebody not already on top that you thought coming out of it. So maybe I could have been like rookie of the year, and I almost did use that, but I didn't. Uh, but names that fit the category more of the way I was initially thinking, and next time we can get together and work on the wording, Darby Allens in this list. Um, Leon Ruff, you know, guys like that. Well. Danny Limelight's in this list. Orange Cassidy. Zicky Dice is in here in a couple of times. Uh, Jordan Clearwater is in this list. Um, I see Danny Limelight again. Uh, Miranda Gordy is mentioned. Keith Lee is mentioned. Hammerstone. Hammerstone (laughs) is mentioned. Mike Bennett is mentioned. Cameron Grimes is mentioned. La Rosa Negra is mentioned. There's Darby Allen some more. Uh, Jungle Boy is in here. Sammy Zane's in here. And, uh, Rob, you'll be happy to know that Lindsay Snow is also in this list as well. Good, so, good. Yeah, so uh, so all of those folks were mentioned at least a few times in there.
2: Who was her so, name, Will? Uh, I said Mike Bennett, and I know mm-hmm. that was a little off the wall, but I uh, where I'm coming from with that is and, – and I kind of read the question both ways. So breakout star, yeah, not necessarily a rookie, obviously, but – uh, but somebody who's gonna going to rise to a level above where they've ever been, and I think that's Mike Bennett. I think he's gonna uh, he's gonna. I mean, he's already making uh, waves in, in Ring of Honor with his return, and I think he's gonna continue to to do so. And I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if this time next year we're talking about him holding. You know singles titles uh in in ring of honor wherever he goes the uwn i mean he's still in the finals for that uwn and i'll do this rob world title just for you put it in air quotes so um that was one for me but yeah i mean now now it's got me thinking you know when we talk about breakout stars yeah obviously low-hanging fruit there is danny limelight because he's just all over the place on aew dark and he's uh, he's not a he's not a rookie. I mean, he's been in the business for a little while, but he's definitely getting more exposure now than he's ever gotten. And uh, so I could see uh, him, but I, I don't, you know, I really don't know in terms of breakout or rookie or uh, things like that, who who I would put on that list, you know, except for, you know, a lot of the mission pro ladies that we've talked about. I mean, those are definitely, I mean, Maddie Rankowski for sure. Um, if they can, if they can do right by her and, uh, give her, you know, some, some spotlight and some shine, I think she could be, you know, the traditional breakout star of the year. Um, but right,
1: yeah. Any of those, uh, any of those that you mentioned, uh, and I would throw in, you know, Rachel Rose, uh, you know, of course, Jasmine and Burt Vixen who are there, uh, Mike Bennett for sure. Um, You know, see, to me it looked like when when I was reading this question, I had thought about Mike Bennett too. But I was like, "Well, this is an established guy. He's got, you know, he's he's already legit and uh, already, I think, has that main event um, sort of gravitas about him." And in a way, I guess so does Chris Dickinson too. But I I really wasn't aware much of him. I'd heard about him, but we really got familiar with him this year. And then there are others too that that uh, that we got to know through Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, That could have a great year. Jordan Clearwater obviously comes to mind. Danny Limelight, uh, guys like Ray Rosas, who's been around for a a minute. Uh, The Bodega, um, you know, um, there's a lot of names out there. But Lindsey Snow, of course. But for me, I mean, the one who who ended the year like with nobody can beat me, not even John Moxley can beat me. (laughs) is is the dirty daddy boy you know i'm saying because he when he when they when they faced each other in in blood sport it was about as even as it gets man it was it was fantastic
0: yeah um I, i will point out john stallman talking about uh colby carino might be a breakout star in 2021 we're a fan of colby carino he's been on the show he's been on that uh nwa circle squared uh And uh, so, yeah, yeah, Colby's Colby's great, man. Uh, I I wish the best for that guy. Uh, I see Peyton Royce here, Zicky Dice uh, from Front Row. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people to keep an eye on, but I just wanted to get a feel for, like, who people were paying attention to. Uh, The next thing I'll talk about is uh, let's do this. Let's do match of the year before we get into the tag and the singles wrestler of the year the match of the year it uh came down to quite a few there was close for a little while um, there were a lot of you know i wrote this one last minute too uh, so we got some votes for chris dickinson versus john moxley at Bloodsport. that actually got some votes we got some votes for walter versus Dragunov. that one got some votes uh the NXT men's war games did well. Thunder Rosa versus Lindsay Snow at Mission Pro is probably right up there. Uh I would say that based on this, it's in fourth, maybe. And uh then there were some ride ins I bet that one is Rob Stinson. Let me see. Is it Thunder Rosa versus Priscilla Kelly? Is that Rob Stenson? Man, that was on there. No, I, I,
1: I, my match with you. Yeah, that was a good one, man.
2: That was mine. Yeah, I couldn't believe it wasn't on the list.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, what I did was I put out those tweets and whatever people said, I tried to write in every single thing those people said, and uh, made those the options that I always gave it other. But uh yeah, so, so in the other option, we also got mentions of Fowler versus O'Reilly we got uh Taker and Styles at WrestleMania. I can't believe I even forgot that one. And we got the parking lot brawl between Best Friends and Santana and Ortiz. But uh Rob what would you put?
1: I put uh Lindsay Snow and Thunder Rosa at at, uh, at um Hell Hath No Fury and you know I was really thinking about just for, there there are a lot of good matches and I my bio, you know when you, when you read this you read a lot of context into it too. I mean we're not sitting here and analyzing every match, although we can do that. And I've got books full of match analyses. I mean, you know, we, we do match analysis for sure. But a lot of times what's more important to the match is the, is the historic gravity of it. And uh, there were several matches that stood out to me. I I was very tempted to put Nick Aldous and Mike Bennett just because Nick Aldous is, you know, we were so hungry for that defense. It was such a big deal. He had just defended the belt against nobie Bryant um you know in july and this was the first like this was the re-emergence this really was the re the reawakening of the nwa 10 pounds of gold scene with the docu series and all that and i thought it was so important and the match was fantastic now the version of it that we got initially was was distorted because we we you know it was hampered by glitches and this and that but we've all gotten to see it since then and without all that it was a one for the ages it was a classic and then I thought, man, the best, like, most exciting, most pure wrestling match that I've seen, the one where, like, they took everybody to school and provided a clinic to everybody was Thunder Rosa and Priscilla Kelly. That match was from top to bottom. It was epic. I We, we saw it twice when they put it on Shockwave, and it was like I'd never seen it before. It was so good, so awesome. But to me, like, the match that was the most imp- – the, really the most important match for – for what it means for the landscape of women's wrestling the launch of, of mission pro, it needed something big to kind of highlight um, this, this venture um, that Thunder Rosa was being part of in launching this all women's uh, promotion out of Buda, Texas, something that was going to be historic. That was going to be legit where women aren't just eye candy or a curiosity piece, but they're really an important Collection of competitors, legit competitors, and for that reason, I put Lindsey Snow versus uh, Thunder Rosa as the most important match of the year, and it got my it got my vote.
0: Rob, you you lay out an interesting uh, discussion there for why your choice was, but I I feel like I have the same discussion for the reason I had my vote, and and I'm not bragging here, but my vote ended up being number one. But uh,
1: the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you're also the vote counter. So
2: yeah, well, I just wanted did you take mail in votes? Did you count all the yeah. mail in votes?
0: Well, listen, you let's go to Dib number two over there. real quick. The number two, the runner-up for uh match of the year, which surprises me, honestly. I didn't even think of it on my own, it was just mentioned in the uh tweets, and uh it won second place. Here is the men's royal rumble from uh from 2020. That was uh that was just right under this uh as uh the best match of the year. So it's strange this Drew McIntyre winning and getting his title that, shot.
2: I know that was almost a year a year ago. So it was a while back, but it feels like a lifetime ago just because Oh
0: dude. Well yeah, I even feel the same way uh about the winner of this whole thing. And to do that, just so you don't think I'd be a biased, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. If you want to talk about the building of the landscape, what Rob, everything Rob just said, the building of the landscape, what's going to matter in the future going forward, the, the solidifying of a star, the, the just setting the groundwork for a legend. Uh, then I'm going to throw it to front row here and say, uh, he says to me, it's about the story and how it makes me feel. AK versus TR at hard times checks those boxes. Our match of the year for 2020, it was voted on by all the people and won unanimously. Uh, Not unanimously, but by a lot. Uh, Allison K. versus Thunder Rosa at hard times for the NWA Women's World Championship. That's our 2020 match of the year. These two ladies took it to each other, and it is a badass match. Mm-hmm. These two ladies kicked each other's ass, and it was awesome. And I think both of them would probably tell you it's uh, one of their favorites. And timely because they're going to be taking on each other again come February in a real cage, so it works out. But uh, that was that was absolutely voted on. Like I said, we got an audience. That's who they voted on. It was Allison K versus Thunder Rosa at Hard Times. Rob, how you feel it?
1: That's good, man. That's that's a good pick, front row. Uh, and and as you're saying that, I'm thinking too about like the importance of the Burke and, j- you know, Jazz. Jazz may be the greatest, and she's still active. I mean, she's semi-retired, but she's still active. She may be the greatest res- women's wrestler. Maybe the greatest wrestler of our lifetimes. Jazz may be. But the first championship title transition of the new iteration of the NWA, the Lightning One era, goes to Allison K, um, and she became the first women's champion of of this new era. And sh- and to to christen that, she has this beautiful belt. And Thunder Rosa's first real legit NWA feud was against Allison Kay. Allison Kay, who's already universally respected, has a legit. Main event clout. She's been in the business for what 12, 13 years, something like that. She just came up on her anniversary. She's been posting about it. And then, uh, uh and, uh, and Thunder Rosa to have this passing of the torch to Thunder Rosa that led to this great destruction tour, one of the greatest feats in the history of women's wrestling. That's only possible because of Allison K versus Thunder Rosa. Allison K set that in motion. And so you have to look at it through the, you know, through the, 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 the second and third intervening (laughs) events that led to the second and third order consequences, you know? And so that was a really important match too. So that, that's a very, very, very intuitive, um, pick there front row. I mean, uh, yeah, front row.
0: Glad to see you on board with it, Rob. Will, any thoughts about that match? Uh, just since it's our official 2020 best of,
2: uh, no, I mean the, the, uh, the, uh, I guess deficit that I face in terms of that is that I became an NWA fan after that. So I didn't live that with a lot of you guys. Um, I went back and watched it. I mean, I, I, I became hashtag NWA fam when Thunder Russell was already champ. So I didn't actually experience the buildup and the story and all that. I think if I had, um, it would probably have more, more meaning to me. Um, but Definitely not a choice I would argue with for sure.
0: All right. Well, uh, then the next thing we have up is, uh, we can go into the, I guess, tag team of the year. And so there were a lot of options here. I I dropped in, uh, as many as I could think of on my own. We got some ride in. We'll see how we match up with, uh, I say we have an audience. Let me just tell you right off the bat. Just uh just amazing to me. Not amazing like I didn't expect it, but it's just funny. Is uh the Young Bucks were on that list and they received a grand total of zero votes <laughs> for, for tag team of the year. <laughs> zero votes for Young Bucks.
2: We we definitely have a type. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh that happened um so uh others in the list here we got a ride in uh a couple of riders for the new day uh so that did happen I didn't put them on the list so that that occurred uh next in line would have probably been the gorillas of destiny did get uh more votes and uh then I would say Bailey and Sasha, Hangman and Omega look like they about tie down there, and then um, I also no this is it. Then it, it just goes it goes up, and I'm gonna say this because, uh, the third place is the Street Profits from WWE. They got third place. This is by like a hefty margin that everybody just went to these top three teams. So it was the Street Profits. And then by what vote, oh. number one, one vote changed the outcome of the tag team of the year. So in second place is the North, the North. And I thought I was going to have to make a double poster. Because I thought the North was like gonna be tied the whole time. They were up until the last minute when I was when I was doing this.
2: But then I voted
0: that, and my vote counted. I'm refreshing it right now just to see if anything's changed. Uh, But it doesn't
1: did oh, ain't no late voting, man. <laughs> like a- we'll take that done for the Supreme Court, bro. late <laughs> voting. <laughs> uh, so the North is in
0: second place. Congratulations to the North. Can you guess who the number one tag team for our audience would be? No. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry. oh, gosh. Wrong page. I'm so sorry. I'm no, sorry. We sure go back a few pages here. Um, yeah, go the
0: ahead. The are- C-Stars... 2020 Tag Team of the Year is FDR. Oh, there he is. Also the PWI
1: Tag Team.
0: Number oh, one.
2: look at that. See-through. <laughs> that is
0: beautiful. Ooh. Look at that. It's gorgeous. That's way prettier than That's this limited
1: track. edition magazine right there, the see-through edition. And <laughs> <See-through.
2: laughs> <laughs> it even sees through me. That's what's wild about it. Yes. oh
0: crazy well congratulations yeah,
1: there, there there can't be F- doubt about that
0: yeah FTR is definitely the uh number one team Rob is that who you voted for by the way
1: yeah yeah it is and and I had some others up there I thought you know I, I know they haven't been as active but I thought to me one of the perennial great tag teams is the Briscoes they're fun they, they get it done in the ring they're always entertaining to watch um you know and but ftr i mean you can't it, i'd just be foolish if i if i just ignored win loss record against quality of opponent they they've dominated they they've just had the best year they've put up the best resume of any team um this is one of those ones where it's like man it's i mean when 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 you get to a, a subjective question like who's your favorites and this and that that's not what we're asking we're asking like who was the whose year was this year. And even though they didn't finish the year with the belts, uh, they dominated 2020 like no other team did. And FTR deserved this accolade for sure. <clears throat>
0: well, I know this is, this is your, your, your area of expertise. And I know you, you felt pretty strongly the FTR would be the team. So tell us about it.
2: Uh, I mean, you know, Rob hit on a good point. I mean, w- it's not who's your favorite tag team. So you might have a preference. And and I do think uh, not to ruffle any feathers, but if you are naturally biased against AEW, you probably have a problem with that pick. Um, but if you were to remove promotional, uh, you know, boundaries and things like that, and you were just to look at tag teams across the board and their level of visibility, like Rob said, quality of opponent, Uh, strength of schedule and all those factors when you're looking at rankings and stuff like that, Uh, when you look at accolades. I mean, 2020 was the year for FTR, you know, coming over into a new promotion and, you know, getting gold, making an immediate uh, impact on storylines and becoming one of the most talked about uh, tag teams, even, you know, overshadowing a tag team like the Young Bucks—I know they didn't get in any votes from our crowd—but um, you know they they came in and established themselves, and they're a great tag team. If you watch them, I mean, if you if you are a, an appreciator of tag team wrestling like I am, it doesn't matter what promotion they're in. They, they this team could be on you know you know some rinky-dink local. Promotion. And if I see it, I'm like, these guys got it, you know, because they work well together. The chemistry's there. Uh, they're one of the few traditional tag teams still left. And there's there are a few. Um, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, for our crowd, for the hashtag NWA fam, I think the only uh hurdle would just be that aew label if you have a natural bias against aew. Other than that, these guys are our bread and butter, y'all. These guys are uh, are not and only, you know, reincarnated, brain busters. Like they are they are what we love when it comes to like prize fight tag team wrestling. I see
0: Willie Bowen so upset. How can you ignore the rock and roll express? Sorry, Willie. They just uh, uh... No votes for the Rock and Roll Express this 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 year. He wants a recount, but it's not happening, I guess. Uh he says the bodega would be a great choice for tag team of the year. Well, I think possibly in 2021, the bodega uh would Yeah, be a- I think
2: if I think if you had a if you had a breakout tag team question, I would definitely put the bodega in that list. Um, because those guys have that potential.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that brings us to the 2020 Wrestler of the Year. And, uh, wow, this is going to be a big one. And uh, before we get there, I just want to remind everybody to subscribe. If you haven't already, hit that like button if you haven't already. We love you guys. We're grateful for everybody. Just make sure you subscribe to the channel. Listen to the podcast. Just everything. Just uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we, we try to build this community around you guys. Uh we want to we have the best wrestling community, and you're a part of it. You're laying the foundation right now for it. Positive, just interactive wrestling community. And uh, Ryan Romano already guessed the wrestler of the year for 2020. It was John Cena. No. <laughs> it was not. It was not. Uh, Willie Bowen guessing. NW, wait. NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Nick Aldis. Uh Rock says it's Drew. I had uh, a third right wing says uh, the final boss, Asuka. Duh. Rob, who did you pick for the wrestler of the year? I'm just curious.
1: Well, there, uh, you know, I always have to preface my answer. I can't ever give you just a straight answer. <laughs> so, um, several. <laughs> Several in there, man would would do it. I think anytime, you know, Aldous did not have the the uh, in ring time that he would like to, but he still finishes uh, the year with one of the great uh, statistical achievements in the history of wrestling. Something that's unheard of today, uh, and that's reaching that 800 day milestone. And every day that that number keeps going up, and so that that's that's a big deal, and that's worthy of consideration. Uh, you also got to think of like Euro Shirai over in NXT, who's arguably considered one of the great. Uh, wrestlers in in the world currently female or otherwise akara shida had a fantastic year um you know john moxley chris jericho and kenny omega both had fantastic singles years but for me the standout wrestler of the year the one who hustled more who did more who kicked more tail who um i mean Ultimately, and this is, you know, I see, I see you, says, and I told you I'm not going to be objective here. We all have context and biases, and at the end of the day, just the amount of just in-ring work, she appearing everywhere. Everywhere you look, there she is. Even started her own promotion, did not put herself in the tournament because at the time she was holding the most prestigious championship in the world with the Burke. And for me, you cannot minimize the importance uh, for the nwa for women's wrestling that the year of thunder rosa has meant in in 2020 and so my wrestler of the year vote went to thunder rosa interesting uh will is
0: that where you landed as well
2: yeah i mean i i can't look at a list like that and think that i couldn't just in good conscience uh, and, and Rob put it well. I mean, there's going to be bias. There's going to be things. We're the hashtag NWA fam. And if 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 that's you and you are truly paying attention, even during this hiatus and kind of pause and restart of, of the National Wrestling Alliance, if you're keeping up with everybody uh, on the roster and what's going on, I don't see how you could vote against Thunder Rosa Um, if you are primarily an NWA fan like we are now I can I mean I can rationalize anyone on that list and I can say okay well if you watch more WWE obviously a Drew McIntyre or a Roman Reigns or somebody like that that's going to be more prevalent for you but I mean for me personally and I think for all three of us that, you know, you see a name like Thunder Rosa on that list and you're like, no brainer. I think that was the fastest answer I gave on the whole survey. I was just like, there it is. You know, there's no no debating. So
0: well, it's interesting. I saw some ride-ins, you know, like uh, I, I, I effed up and I totally left off. Somebody wrote in Camille, so I will give her the shout out here. Somebody wrote in Camille as the wrestler of the year. I'm not really sure she qualifies for that in my eyes, although I love Camille. I think I saw a total of two to three matches out of Camille this uh, this year. So I'm not really sure that that counts. Um, and, and definitely not as
1: high uh, profile, I guess. Um, she could be in that rookie of the year um, equ- equation, because even though she's been around, you know, she she came out in, what was it, 2018 with all this there, all in and everything. But as far as being a, like a legit in-ring training to work in the ring, she, if for nothing else, that she made an, an immediate spectacle impact. Like everybody wanted to see Rosa versus Camille and that would have sold out. And they did it. They, they worked. They didn't work on the, in, on the, on the stage that we wanted to see it in, but they did it. And I think even today there's such a, um, uh, um, an appeal and a mystery about Camille. There's such a, uh, an awe about her that I think even now, Thunder Rosa versus Camille would command, would command big-time prize fight money, you know, as, as as a spectacle. So she definitely should deserve, like, rookie of the year consideration, if, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, so before
0: I go into the top three here, I will say that also uh, Roman Reigns received some write-ins. I, I forgot Roman Reigns on the list, not on purpose. I had to redo the survey for some reason. It, it, it doesn't matter. I had to redo it, and I forgot Roman Reigns' name. So people did remember Roman Reigns, and I'm with you. Roman Reigns has had a breakout year, but my thought there with him was he wasn't around for most of the year. Um, Let's see. The one that really caught me off guard, and before I get to third place and what caught me off guard, I just want to let you know it took three to four beers and two hours to discover this, but my eyes have lightened up to find that the uh, globe icon and live are a different shade of yellow than the rest of the background. And I don't know if it's true, but I bet that it's been driving Will crazy this whole time. And, and for some reason, I'm
2: about to revoke your design privileges for the brand. <laughs> for some on, reason
0: you, you, you let Gary, you let
2: Gary design some stuff and he just goes buck wild.
0: <laughs> for some reason, just now I've like had a sip and I'm like, Holy crap, that is way off. Like, what's <laughs> happening? There?
1: What's First up? What's I'm yeah, I'm missing. What, what, same the,
0: the, the, the globe icon with the hat and the champagne bottle?
1: Yeah, you see the square around it? I just thought that was like confetti or something. Like, hey, you know, pizza, extra pizzazz. No, the
0: square around it. It's a different shade of yellow than the rest of the, yeah, whole I
1: see it, the square around the. It's like goes up like through through it by 621. Goes yeah, goes right across. I just
2: thought that was, was part of like the...
0: I should have blended. Like I should have blended okay. all that, and I didn't.
1: I never and, would have... Uh,
2: it's right so, here for anybody who is confused. Right down here, there's a, a little yellow box that's not supposed to stand out so much. <laughs> right. And uh, I let it. <laughs> so
0: there it is. Hmm. All right. So number three really surprised me. And... Just throw out a guess. Who do you think is number three on the list? Best wrestler of the year.
2: Man, I tell you, I answered so quick. I don't, don't even know that I remember everyone that was on the list.
0: Um, You'll never get it. It was Bailey. Number It really? was Bailey. Yeah. Okay. I mean, handily, this list is there is a very clear one, two, and three here by numbers, and Bailey is number three on that list. So, congrats, um, Bailey. Uh, <laughs> Front row saying Beer Gary cares about colors Whiskey Gary doesn't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see So number two This is the one I thought had a strong Contender for number one And so it did pan out this way Number two is John Moxley As a strong number two candidate Carrying the oh. AEW championship Representing the uh, company throughout the year And uh, carried it well I would have to say, so uh, I can see. I can see John Moxley winning the whole thing, honestly. But the number one, we have an audience. It's clear. Everybody in the commentary or the comments, they're guessing it. So we won't waste any more of your time. So we can just get to talking about it. We got a few minutes left before Dynamite comes on. Here it is. Your 2020 Wrestler of the Year, Thunder Rosa. Yes, handily by double the votes of John Moxley. Wow. Number one, number one wrestler of the year. And there she is. La Meramera Mara herself. It's Thunder Rosa. You're all right. We get it. This we we clearly, if we have done anything in the industry thus far, we have cemented the base for Thunder Rosa. <laughs> right here on the show
2: well I, I i just can't wait till you know next time she appears on dynamite and underneath her name it says t-i-p-w 2020 wrestler of the year i can't wait to see that on there
0: that's what needs to happen so i'm definitely gonna vote for that happening and i think that there <laughs> honestly for even me there was no discussion about that because i mean if you're looking at the industry overall and you're not so far gone that you're talking about you know, I feel like that the, the way that things are set up right now, people, it's easy to uh, to talk about like the biggest impact as far as platform, like what they have the option to show themselves to. But it was like Thunder Rosa came hey, before twenty twenty. Thunder Rosa was not even on most people's radar. Like she was just not even there. And in twenty twenty, she not only bounced into everyone's radar. She dominated NWA power becoming arguably the most popular person on NWA power aside from Nick Aldis himself, maybe. And that's like the argue. That's the argument. It's like, which one would be the most popular. She became the NWA women's champion. She carried the Burke. Not only that, God bless her. She honored us calling it the Burke, called it the Burke herself. And, uh, then continued through the pandemic defending the Burke uh, everywhere that she could possibly defend it. I mean, there's there's no comparison to what she did. I mean, I would say more than, literally, more than any other champion in wrestling, in pro wrestling. I think that Thunder Rosa took that belt out there and tried to get it exposure, and so, you know say what you will about the way the NWA has gone or what's happened with the NWA or whatever, but the NWA stayed relevant halfway because Thunder Rosa and it's her defenses. Not only that, then she took the pandemic and used the opportunity. They turned a situation into money for female superstars. Like they created an all women's promotion in every position in the promotion given to the, women in mission pro wrestling and they're putting on awesome shows not just because they're ladies and not just because we're woke and we're telling you that like legitimately good shows that these these ladies put on and introduce the world to a lot of awesome wrestlers uh like maddie rankowski and jasmine allure and vert vixen and la rosa negra who is now the mpw champion and All of these people giving them a platform and exposure that they honestly they would have otherwise not had had it not been for Thunder Rosa. I just have to I just have to say that. And so, like, even Lindsay Snow that we know and love, uh, she's been on on the shows like just Thunder Rosa has dominated 2020. So I would argue her being the superstar of the year to anybody. So. There she is. Rob, I see you nodding. You're ready to talk. Go ahead, do it.
1: Oh, no, I I agree with everything you said. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, man. I was going to tell you, you go ahead and get their personal residential addresses, and I will hand deliver the plaques. I will creep through the bushes, (laughs) you know, in the middle of the night, tap on their windows, be like, hey, 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 thunder. Hey, Brian. Brian, I got your plaque. Hey, tell might me that, Might plaque. not
2: be the best idea.
1: Hey, Dax, Cash. I got y'all plaques, bro.
2: Dax. <laughs> I'm here in y'all bushes. <laughs>
1: hey. Hey, Lindsay. Oh, you didn't win. <laughs>
0: I'm just out here in your bushes anyway. That's I mean, a bad I idea. I'm
1: hanging out anyway, man.
0: <laughs> Lindsay will F you up. I have no yeah, doubt about will. that. She will. Yes, she will. <laughs>
2: yes, oh,
0: man. Well, how you feeling about it?
2: I feel great. Uh, I mean, again, no, no doubt about that pick for wrestler of the year. And uh, I would be worried with, with our crew, uh, what would have happened if it wasn't Thunder Rosa? I mean, in my opinion, she could have done half of what she did this year and she'd still be in the conversation. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, and, and, you know, again, I don't watch WWE every week, so I didn't see drew with the belt constantly. I know that he was champion for a long time and, and, has kind of carried the brand for WWE, and that's commendable. But I mean, Thunder Rosa took her her title, her talent, and elevated it and put it in front of more people than anyone else did on their own, um, without having a TV deal or <laughs> something like that. So, I mean, it's it's commendable.
1: Hey, Allison, Allison K. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl. Tap, 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 tap. (laughs) I got your play. (laughs) Hey.
2: My man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's your boy. Uh.
0: All right. Well, that's it. I mean, <laughs> is the I, I don't know. Rob's got to get out of here. He's got a long drive ahead of him, like heading to all these people's <laughs> houses, delivering the uh, flags.
1: so um, <laughs> I'm going to do one big round. Just one big round trip. <laughs>
0: uh. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. I mean, we're winding it down here because it's about time for AEW dynamite. If you're not already familiar, there is a, uh, Tony cause hasn't slept much since uh, John Huber's death last week. He says, but he stayed up all night on Sunday, putting together a tribute card for this week's show. It's dubbed the Brody Lee celebration of life, 1979 to 2020. And, uh, it is going to feature a few different matches it's going to be a big deal so we don't want to hold anybody up for that not that we even could if we tried uh you're gonna see uh tonight uh Chris Jericho is going to be on commentary tonight. Lance Archer, evil Uno and Stu Grayson versus Eddie Kingston, the butcher and the blade Anna Jay and Ty Conti versus Dr. Britt Baker and Penelope Ford hangman, Adam page, John silver and Alex Reynolds going to be taken on MJF Santana and Ortiz, the young bucks and Colt Cabana versus Matt Hardy and private party. And then of course there's the uh, big one, uh, which is, uh, Sorry, I almost lost it for a second. John Huber's uh, son's favorites are going to be competing in a match together, and uh, it, they also know him as Negative One. But, uh, <laughs> his, I love that. Yeah, his favorites will team for one night only to face Team Taz, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, it's going to be Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and Preston Dark Order 10, Vance. And so they're going to be all teaming up together. Uh they are John Huber's favorite wrestlers <laughs> and uh so Dude, if
2: very, John if, that doesn't wa- if that doesn't warm your heart bring a tear to your eye you're probably not a dad. But <laughs> that's just Yeah. Man, what better way to honor a guy than to honor his, his kid? I mean, that's they they knocked it out of the park. It's going to be it's going to be a great show
0: yeah totally agree uh, there is an nxt show going on we're gonna get Roderick stall versus pete Dunne, which sounds cool that, that that'll be a, probably a great match but they're mostly building up to their new year's evil paper or show on that's going to be a regular show i think but anyway i imagine tonight it's going to be all about john huber and uh brodie lee luke harper that whole thing and uh yeah. so we encourage you to check it out uh but we're gonna head out and do our thing right now. And uh, thank you so much for everybody who showed up and uh, being here with us and hearing our twenty twenty or twenty twenty picks. And uh, Rob, will anything else you wanted to add before we cut out?
1: Just, uh, no. uh, it's been a great year, guys. Uh, it's been a hard year, but uh, we got to spend this year with you, and we won't see you again in twenty twenty. Uh, next time we see you, to be twenty twenty one. So. I just want to wish everyone a, a very happy new year. We love you guys. We thank you for your support. Uh, we're just a bunch of guys hanging out, guys and gals hanging out, talking about the greatest sport in the world. And, and that's pretty good when you live in a place and in a time where you can just hang out with your buds and talk about wrestling. So enjoy our time with you this year. And 2021 is going to be, be even, uh, even better. So happy new year, guys. Happy yep. new year, everybody. Yeah.
2: Happy and, new year. Uh, it's going to be a good one.
0: I agree. 2021 is going to be way better. At Hey, it's Will at this is Dr. Stinson at this is Gary Horde until 2021. You guys enjoy your gravy cake.